0: Casey Cook, and welcome to the podcast series Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms, that dare greatly to share their real stories, amazing humans that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to become Victoria's victorious that now support and inspire others to do the same and today we are giving a voice to Jenny Sanders from the U.S.
1: Thank you very much for joining us Jenny. How are you today? Yeah I'm good. Thanks very much Tracy for having me here. I really appreciate it for the time and to share my story and a little bit story about my mom. So yeah appreciate it. You are very welcome, Jenny. Thank you very
0: much. And who is Jenny, and where does your story start?
1: So I will, yeah, briefly introduce myself. Yeah, I'm Jenny Sanders. I I own and operated my first brick and mortar fitness kickboxing studio for over five years. As COVID hit last year, 2020, since March, we we had to shut down our door for. We expected to reopen by April 1st, but uh, things change just day by day and uh, the quarantine, the lockdown, keep going on after April 1st until June. And during that time, the three months of the quarantine time, it's really hard on me because uh, so many changes and uh, I still have to keep our studio operating because we want to keep our members happy, you know, provide online classes and even with online classes it's sometimes still hard to you know keep members motivated because they prefer the in-person touch in-person experience so and that time I really feel very frustrated like uh, I don't know I didn't know what should I do (laughs) and uh, it really took a toll on my mental health and even physical, you know, emotional, mental. And I remember one morning when I woke up and uh, like pretty early, like uh, five, like uh, 6 a.m. and 6.30, I sat by the table and I didn't know what should I do. I just feel that, you know, the depression, anxiety. And I look out of the window, I saw my mom and she already started her morning routine her exercise, she practices her Tai Chi every day, no matter ring or shy. And I'm watching, I was watching my mom, and I said, hey, my mom could do that. Why, I just sat here, feel sad, you know, feel depressed. I got to do something. (laughs) So that really motivated me to, you know, keep going during that lockdown time. And because I have to motivate our members, but myself, I need a motivation too. So my mom really has been a daily inspiration for me, and uh, since June we uh, we were able to reopen with many strict restrictions, like social distancing, wear the face mask, and we do very diligent sanitizing cleaning for the whole studio. But just in less than one month, we had to close down again. So it's just uh, a <laughs> feel very sad. Yeah, we. Finally, we made our decision to close down the studio permanently by the end of 2020. That's just around the time, you know, Christmas time and New Year 2021. So it's supposed to be the time, you know, celebrate the holiday, but we, we didn't have that mood at all. And uh, it's very heartbreaking. And we, our members feel very sad, too, because uh, our studio is really, we, it's a happy place for us. It's a home away from home. You know, We feel like uh, it's a place to relieve your stress, get your stress out from the daily life, your work, no matter what. And also, you know, tone up your muscle, get fit, strong. And so that's really a very hard time for me. And I'm transitioning to do the online coaching. And um, my mom has been really the one keep encouraging me, you know, because I, feel, I failed, I closed my studio, it's so sad. And what am I going to do for the future? <laughs> that's my mom said, you know, when God closed one door, there is a new window, it's open. So you just got to keep going, you know, with your positive attitude. So that's something really touched me because my mom, she is, she is almost deaf all her life. Since I was four year old, and she had a ear infection, so she lost her sense of hearing. I didn't really have any chance to communicate with my mom. so I just uh, a lot of times i I desire that feeling you know I could really communicate you know talk to my mom. but when my mom when she's around, you will feel her energy and you will hear her voice, her talking, her laughing she talk a lot to herself <laughs> so i feel that's also a very good way to slow down the memory loss due to the social isolation you know when you when you are deaf you cannot socialize with people and people even don't want to socialize with you <laughs> because you cannot really hear so we worry about her she may have a dementia she may have like alzheimer's disease so But looking at her, you know, she's always keep herself active, tried her best to keep her brain sharp. And uh, she, we know she doesn't want to become a burden on on us. She always tried the best to do things on herself. And uh, so that's something I just feel my mom. I, you know, she's a small, very small, tiny lady, but she has such a strong heart and she... Yeah, she loves us. She loves our kids. And um, she has been such a good encouragement, inspiration to me. So that's just something I want to share a little bit about my mom. I know it's a lot to share. No, that's (laughs) uh, fine, Jenny. Now,
0: you kind of said a lot. You said a lot in there. So many people will be able to relate to the COVID lockdown and feeling that anxiety and feeling that depression and drawing strength or inspiration from maybe they're they're in lockdown with somebody or having to switch virtually and losing that human connection, and you've had to shut down your your business, which felt like home. That was where you had culture and community. So there is so much that you actually said in just that short time. If you don't mind, Jenny, can I break down a few things um, of those with you? Now, you mentioned um, with with great passion then you were looking out the window and you felt a lot of anxiety and and depression, almost a sense of loss when you're losing your business, your culture, your community, a place that feels like home. So talk us a little bit around those feelings of that anxiety and that depression and and it's a sense of loss as well. It's, It's such a loss of community. So And transitioning everything to online when people want to still do face-to-face and hug each other and have that face-to-face interaction. So there is so much and so much relatability with our audience that has gone on during that, that moment and those months of isolation and lockdown as a result of COVID 2020. Talk us through the thoughts you had around you know anxiety and depression and uh you said you drew inspiration from watching your mum. so talk us through those feelings I mean what were you feeling what were you thinking and and how were you coming out of that how did you pivot
1: yeah so yeah during the lockdown you know the first three months the quarantine and then we had a hope our uh, we were going to reopen in June, so very excited. We are, you know, ready to go in June. Just in less than one month, we were told to shut down again. We cannot uh, operate indoor classes. So it, it is just uh, very sad and uh, not only for us, for our members too, because uh, members need a place, you know, to work out. The all feel, you know, during the quarantine, a lot of people gain weight physically and uh, mentally, a lot of people feel the stress, just the, the fear of the you know, virus, you know, the uncertainty of the future, people lost job, and other small business was uh, closed the door permanently. So every day you just uh, heard this type of negative things, you know, from news, from social media, from friends and people just give you more not anxiety of depression you know so and uh for me like i know i have been a personal trainer and a nutrition coach i have been learning how to you know have my mental strengths and uh, even i know those theories you know those theories on the paper but if i don't implement it it's still you know no use sometimes you need a trigger you need uh, Just like, you know, that uh, tiny inspiration to make you, okay, you got to do it, you know, take action. Even it's imperfect action, better than perfect inaction. (laughs) So yeah, that's something like uh, my mom has been instilled in my heart. Yeah, because I know she has those, uh, she has a disability, you know, her deafness. And she has a lot of other health issues, like her joint pain, she has uh, arthritis. Uh, osteoporosis she has her broken right upper arm so there is a piece of metal is on her inside her right arm but uh, without without you know worry about all those uh, things she just uh, always keeps showing up with smile you know always smile you know happy and try to cheer us up so that's something just uh, you know in my heart, you know, get me going. So I want to share that. And uh, with uh, everyone. Definitely. So those times of kind of the
0: anxiety and the depression, you grew strength from, you know, because there's six people in your house, you, your husband, your parents, and your two children. So there's six people in isolation during COVID. And you've had a loss, you've had a a potentially financial loss.
1: You have had to close yeah. your business. Um, a huge loss, yeah, huge loss, and uh, we were, yeah, we were heartbroken because uh, we, you know, it's a hard-earned money from work. You save all those money and put into the investment. It's a franchise business, so we put everything, every saving in, and uh, but now it's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, but my How mom. If you don't mind me asking, Jenny, how did that affect your relationship with
0: your husband and your family as well? I mean, there's a lot that you've actually been through.
1: Yeah, you know, and I'm very blessed. My husband, very supportive. And I know a lot of times I heard so many stories, you know, that husband and wife that broke up because those type of hardship, financial or when they have a kids with special needs kids, just, you know, all those things make them split or divorced. But uh, my husband and me, I feel our relationship actually grows stronger because of, you know, the financial hardship with the business, because we have a child with special needs kid with autism. Yeah, because all those work we put in, we, we try to work as a team, you know, want to get a better life, for ourselves, for our kids, for our family, you know, support our parents. So I feel all those things put us together, grow stronger. Yeah, I'm very blessed with that. <laughs> and my my dad is very supportive too. And the two kids are good. Yeah, my older one, is a boy. Yeah, he's 14 year old. He has moderate autism, and yeah, it's. And that's another story
0: <laughs> it's so talk, talk uh
1: talk yeah. us through being an
0: autism uh parent as well there must be challenges within that as well
1: yeah it is it's very 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 challenging because uh in the beginning i i, I really i tried to deny it i didn't want to accept the fact when he was officially diagnosed when he was eight year old. And my husband and I, we both, we didn't want to accept the fact. And we tried, you know, do research, want to find a cure, you know, how to cure him. And we just don't believe he is, uh, has a ASD, uh, autism. But finally we we accept the fact and we started to do research and uh, research for the help. and. Uh, Doing all kinds of therapies, you know, so that helped him help him in some way. But uh, I realized one thing is when searching for all those help and uh, therapies, a treatment for him, I didn't think about myself. I didn't think about I need to take care of myself because if I didn't take myself first, I couldn't have the you know I couldn't take better of him and others so that's why I realized I need to do my self-care and self-love that's how I started to do the exercise I remember in 2014 I started morning jogging not jogging I couldn't do jogging and running at that time because I was so out of shape so I started with a fast walk so every morning I get up 6 30 so 6.30 to 7 a.m., a half an hour before the kids got off from bed, I could go for a very fast walk, almost like two miles. So for me, I just need to have the endorphin, you know, the happy hormone in my brain make me feel happy because I just uh, didn't feel happy from inside. I feel depressed, you know, I feel I don't have, I didn't have confidence. I even... Dislike myself, <laughs> and I just feel I got to change it because I have a brain fog. I couldn't think very clearly, and uh, I didn't even want to socialize with people. I didn't want to, you know, pick out a call from friends. I, I really, I feel I, I isolated myself socially, and um, just all those, you know, negative outcome could go on and on, <laughs> and when i decided i got to really change myself because i have to take better care of my kids my family and my husband my parents because they all need me that's how i started you know exercising but it's hard in the beginning you know be consistent that's another story you you know you got to do it but sometimes you just cannot be consistent a lot of excuses you know oh i'm so tired Oh, I was uh, busy with some other thing. Oh, I didn't feel like doing it. <laughs> so that's one thing I feel my mom in, in this part, yeah, she has been inspiring me to, you know, just keep going, you know, you cannot just give up easily. Also, my husband has been very supportive. Even my kids, my my boy, the one with ASD autism, he is just a very naive, very innocent boy. <laughs> he cracked me up all the time. <laughs> I make jokes with him all the time, too. (laughs) And um, I just feel I'm very blessed to go through the recovery of my own health and awareness journey. So that's why now I want to help the caregivers and moms with special needs kids, just like me, you know, to help them to take, take back control, you know, become healthy and happy, live the best life because I had been through that time. That's so a dark tunnel. And I was depressed, hopeless, feel lonely. And I feel I want to help the other mom, other people, you know, go through that period of time. You know, you've got to live your best life. Don't compromise your life. You don't compromise your self-care, your self-love because you deserve, you deserve the best life. that's That's such a
0: great message because i think as parents and as mums we forget to put our own oxygen mask on first don't we we're so busy like you said jenny serving everyone else, taking on that responsibility. You have to be everything for everybody. And you've got your your parents who are aging, your mum with her, her deafness, uh, an autism child. You've got financial uh, strain, you know, from losing your business. Yeah. So we, we try to be everything for everyone. And we always put ourselves last. And that's such an important message, Jenny, and I'm so glad that you touched on it because we actually... It's not selfish to put ourselves first. That's true. That's true yeah. For ourselves, we can't take on that responsibility if we wish to or say, hey, this is too much. I need help. We can't yeah. actually connect. We can't heal others. We can't serve others. We can't do what we need to do and put our hand up for help or to love ourselves for it because that can lead down to a dark tunnel like you said that can lead to the anxiety and the depression and you know social isolation not wanting to connect with other people Um, and that's where it can lead if we just practice self-love then we can actually be able to monitor ourselves better right
1: Yeah, that's definitely true, I feel. I know a lot of times, you know, being a mom, we feel it's kind of selfish, you know, to take care of yourself first. Yeah, especially my culture, you know, my my background, for sure. Think about yourself first, that's uh, no good. (laughs) But I really realized that's so important, yeah. Take care of yourself first, and then you can take better care of others, so. And you just mentioned culture as well. So talk to us a little bit about your
0: culture and your upbringing.
1: And I grew up in China, so I immigrated to America in around 2000, so almost 20 years. So I'm still learning English, you know, still learning the culture difference, the language. Yeah, it's a lot for me to learn. I I love, I enjoy, I love to learn the new things. So it's my mom. Yeah, she is 76. I think she's 76 years old. And even she's deaf, but she's always uh, try to learn something new. And she loved to engage, talk with people, even if she cannot really hear much. <laughs> she just had that uh, very strong sense of curiosity. She wants to know about people, you know, get to know people. And she's a very, she also tried to help people. That's why even I have, uh, I remember, when I finished school, started to work, I had people just come to me, offer help to me because they received the help. From my mom, and when they were like very young, work in the same company with my mom because my mom always you know tried her best to help them, even like uh, bring them the food she cook at home, or even invite them to our home for dinner. So, yeah, I I feel my mom is that very generous people, you know. So that's why the people remember appreciate her, and then the past that the help they receive from her and they want to help me so yeah i i just feel yeah very blessed to have my mom
0: that's so wonderful so when uh, so your parents
1: moved with you from china to america as well and they're kind of like uh, like, uh most recently yeah they stay with me but uh Before like ten years ago, they live in China. Yeah, now they stay with me, and uh, I'm the only one daughter. So I have one younger brother. So so, yeah, the now are doing the Thai with us and. I know three generations live together, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not
0: easy, but I think it's just so wonderful that a family, three generations, can live together and still draw from inspiration from each other's strengths. I think that's a, a, a testimony to a basic family unit. And that must have been a big move 10 years ago for your family you know, at, at that age to move from China to start a new life, you know, with you as well. I mean, that's a huge move.
1: Yeah, I feel for my parents, they're very adapt how to say adaptable. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, the you the, they love the new things, love to just keep learning and also the have the harder one to help me because I have kids that always want to be close to the Grandchildren, they wish they could be always be of help. You know, in some way, you know, maybe cooking and uh, cleaning. You know, they just uh, want to do things for you. Yeah, I feel that's our culture. Yeah, the for older generation always want to do things for the for their kids <laughs> and
0: what a wonderful experience for your children to grow up being so close to their grandparents and those generational values to actually be passed down and to spend time uh, knowing your family's culture as well that's so important and to have that additional help uh, there's a lot of thing that western families should be doing more of and drawing experience from um, I think it's absolutely wonderful so Jenny what kind of message would you like to leave our audience on today
1: and um, the message I think uh, yeah things I share a little bit uh, just a little bit of story about my mom or myself. So I feel, I hope this story will have a little bit impact on people with disability, no matter, you know, physically, emotionally, or mentally, even and um, for people without disability. Also, I feel very important, the mental health, perseverance, resilience are really the key to success, are the key to the joy of life. And um, just don't give up easily and don't have self talk and fight against the odds. And also, you know, even with a condition of disability, that could, uh, you know, that could equip you with a special ability. With a blessing of the special ability, you will live your life, you know, fulfilled with love, compassion, gratitude, and joy, even in very ordinary moments so that's uh, the sure message I have
0: (laughs) I think that's absolutely wonderful and so impactful you're so inspiring and I'm so glad that you're keeping your culture alive and your mental health and thank you very much for sharing your real story with us today Jenny you're going to go on to inspire many so thank you very much for being brave to share your story and we'll be sharing where to connect with Jenny as well you are so appreciated and you can find the victim to victory podcast series on youtube spotify apple and our victim to victory podcast series facebook group so please subscribe share and comment to help be the change uh, that the world needs like jenny is an example of as well so let me leave you with a message today to step into your story figure out who you are and do it on purpose. Thank you very much, Jenny.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak here. I appreciate very much, Tracy. Thank
0: you. Bye for now.
1: Bye.